Welcome everyone to Getting Off Track. I'm Taco Cat and you're watching the Women's Flat Track Derby Association's Twitch channel. On today's show, we're chatting things like what it means to build community when you're not physically together. We're covering all things derby content creation and what it's like to have the world of roller derby online. We have two expert guests today to talk all about it and I really hope that you enjoy it. Meg Patterson of Row City Rollers is up first, and she'll talk with us about some of the cool things that her league is doing online. She's an expert on community engagement, and we think we'll find we think that you'll find what she's up to really exciting and interesting. And afterwards, Jackie Bauer of Power Through the Fourth Whistle is here to pump us up with some derby content creation, what that's like, and what you can do to be a better teammate, a better leader, and a better human being overall. Later on, I'll follow up with some WFTDA updates. And uh, yeah, so if there's anything you'd like to see or chat about, just hit us up in the chat. We'll get to it soon. We'll be back after a short break. So our first guest is Meg Patterson of the Rose City Rollers. Meg has been the marketing manager for the league for the last two years, and we might see a cameo from her dogs if we're lucky. Um, definitely into that. So welcome, Meg. Hi there. Thanks for joining us. Is this your first time doing Twitch? Um, it is actually. It's very exciting. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so let's just jump right into it. Uh, Row City Rollers has been all over my newsfeed with all the great things they're doing on social media and the website. Uh, could you tell us how you created these ideas? Definitely. Um, I mean, I think when everything kind of got turned on its head, we obviously saw a need to continue serving our community in some way. And being that we can't do what we normally do, we had to get really creative with how we were keeping people engaged um, and kind of what we were bringing, um, not only to our internal league community, but kind of to our greater um, extending community of folks in Portland, folks all over the world. Um, so yeah, it made sense to go online with all this stuff. So I know some of the topics I've seen, beekeeping, making your own kombucha, growing your own stuff, uh, twerking. <laughs> How did you decide to bring some non-derby things into the mix? Yeah, again, um, you know, we definitely saw a need for community that extended beyond our internal community. Um, so it just naturally made sense that we, uh, during these times, would be sharing our knowledge and our skills with each other um, in whatever way, you know, whatever way we can and really kind of, again, um, bringing things to the community um, and keeping them accessible um, to, to let people expand their knowledge, to expand their skills in this super wild time that we're living in. Yeah, and so who's pitching these ideas? Is it within the league or is it friends and what's going on there? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. Um, it's kind of all over the map and we definitely aren't limiting um, the host of these sessions to our membership. Um, we've had folks that are per personal trainers come on and lead workouts for us. We've had people that are just kind of like local experts on specific topics. Um, we had a really great webinar with a sponsor of ours who's a financial planner who talked about kind of the impact of the pandemic on the economy right now and also what that means for people on kind of a more personal level um so there's like you know a, a huge huge scope of topics that we're covering um and it's again not limited to people who are who are members of ours it's kind of whoever has knowledge that they want to share 
Have you had any ideas that uh, maybe haven't worked out like you wanted them to? Nothing has has not not worked out yet. <laughs> um, I will say there's definitely a, a learning curve with moving everything online. Um, we actually had uh, we hosted a trivia session on Friday night and we had 95 participants. So we <laughs> learned a lot of things about the capacity that Zoom has to handle um, an event like that. But yeah, we're kind of rolling with the punches and making adjustments as we go. Yeah. So, so you did mention uh, when your sponsors being involved, is there anything else that your league is doing for your existing sponsors? Definitely. Um, yeah, we've, we've been trying to be pretty active about our outreach to our sponsors. A lot of them are local small businesses um, and kind of tying it into some of the online events that we're doing here. Um, we purchased a bunch of gift cards from all of these different sponsors and those were the prizes for trivia this past week. Um, we've been doing like weekly bingo cards on Facebook and Instagram where we're giving people um, coupons or, or gift cards to our local sponsors there as well. Um, and on top of that, just kind of generally trying to help promote them through our social channels, um, spread the word, you know, if restaurants are doing takeout, if retail shops are doing delivery, things like that, where we're trying to, you know, really stay connected with them and make sure folks know who's open and who is doing what these days. Yeah, it's especially difficult with Derby sponsors and making sure we want them to have the love and survive and be there uh, when things settle down into something different. Um, mm -hmm. So when we talk about the community, is there anything that the league is doing to, to build up community online? Um, anything you're doing internally for the league? Yeah, so uh, specifically internally, one of the things that we've done is um, any of our members are allowed to spend, suspend their dues without any kind of penalty um, assessed to that. Um, you know, really, when everything started, we had to think really critically about um, how we could continue our mission and also how we could support our internal community by keeping whatever version of Rose City Rollers exists in this like very strange time, very accessible. Um, so not only have we offered any anyone who's a member who cannot pay dues right now can cancel them or suspend them temporarily without any um, penalty or anything like that. We also have been doing um, some fundraising to bolster our scholarship funds so that once we do get back to normal derby life, um, the dues won't be a barrier for anybody who wants to return to the league. Oh, that's really interesting. Uh, I know people have been talking about dues and, and what it means for their league. So it's refreshing to hear that. Um, is, is there anything special going on um, with each home team or maybe your all-stars? Like how are they maintaining a sense of what it means to be a team when you can't actually practice with your teammates? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, um, the teams are fairly autonomous in that respect. And I know that a lot of them are scheduling either, um, you know, uh, workouts together through Zoom or even just kind of like social events that um, I think it's pretty similar to a lot of the things that we've been doing, but on kind of like a smaller, more personal scale for them. And what about the juniors? 
Yeah, so our junior program coordinator has been doing a really awesome job of creating events, um, again, centered around online gatherings that are specific to our younger crowd. Um, they have a pen pal program going on right now. They've got a book club. They have regular game nights. They bake together online. It's all super <laughs> cute, but they've got, yeah, they've got plenty of stuff going for, for the younger folks. That's good. Um, so I also saw online that there's a, a summer camp for juniors. How's that working out? That's a really good question. So right now, um, at least in Portland, we're waiting for updates, which uh, theoretically are coming in the middle of this month. And then that's going to kind of inform a lot of um, our scheduling and events going forward from there. I mean, honestly, we, we're still trying really hard to make as much of the events that we had planned happen still with an adjusted schedule once we can get back to normal. Um, but it is kind of up in the air because we just don't know. So it's possible that we will still be able to have summer camp depending on what comes out, um, you know, what, what we get updated on next. Um, but in terms of when that will happen, it's just, it's really hard to tell. Yeah. That's, that's still pretty cool that you're offering that. And I, I mean, the, you know, we're all spending our time online anyway. So the juniors are just adjusted to it by now. <laughs> so do you have any advice for maybe some of the smaller leagues? I know you mentioned that you started a league out in Maine, which I'm sure is probably a lot smaller than <laughs> what you're doing out in Portland. So do you have any marketing advice for a smaller size league? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that, um, you know, building your brand, focusing on that is a huge piece of it, but also like the personal connection that you have, especially in smaller communities. Um, you know, the things that I was doing for my league in Maine, um, while kind of in practice are, are similar to what I'm doing for Rose City Rollers, it was a lot, a lot different of an environment. Um, it was a very small coastal town in Maine, the league, I mean, I think at the peak of our membership was maybe one eighth the size of Rose City Rollers. <laughs> um, and so for us there, it was really about um, the community outreach and like building relationships with people in the community that we lived in. Um, and also for us, it was, it was um, you know, a lot of people didn't know when we started that league, what even roller derby was. So there's a bit of education that had to happen around that. Um, but yeah, outreach to your community, volunteerism is huge. Um, getting involved and like building those relationships with people in your community is, is really like the best thing that you can do for any kind of marketing. Yeah, definitely. Is there anything that's probably most important to you or near and dear to your heart about the league and your community? Oh man, <laughs> there's so many things to say there. Um, I think that the thing that I love most about Derby as kind of global community is uh, the diversity and the fact that like I have met so many incredible, smart, talented people who uh, have specialized skills or just are, you know, like really talented in some respect that I, I never would have met had I not um, had I not started skating. And I think that, you know, that was almost 10 years ago. <laughs> um, and I think that it stands true to this day that um, I'm still, you know, continuing to meet people in our community who I would never have expected to meet otherwise. Definitely. And globally too, right? Like, did you ever think that 
you might be traveling all these places and meeting right. i don't know people from everywhere <laughs> i definitely right <laughs> so i know that rose city rollers is the home of rocket mean who is your executive director and you mentioned that she's got some ideas for people uh could you tell us more about that yeah so we're i think as an organization um and as a derby league in a really fortunate place right now um we're very stable all things considered and we're able to keep ourselves afloat even though things are super uncertain right now um and so a key focus of ours um kind of expanding on some of the online offerings we've been doing is to really be a resource to other um, derby leagues, other nonprofits, other small businesses, if possible. Um, so if anybody is interested in having a consultation with her, she is open to it. Um, and we're happy to coordinate something like that for you. That's great. Derby is all about giving, giving back and working as a, a team. <laughs> it definitely is teamwork. So what are some upcoming things that people can look forward to, uh, by your online engagement? Yeah, um, we have all kinds of things happening this week. We have actually a class tonight on Internet Security Basics, which is very timely. Um, we have a kombucha making class later this week. Um, Rocket Mean is actually going to be leading a meal prep class on Sunday night. Uh, so it's, again, it's kind of all over the board. But if you go to our website, rosecityrollers.com, you can see everything in our schedule. And all of these are free and open to the public. And so just to just to repeat, you said that anyone can pitch Rose City about doing something? You can definitely pitch us an idea. There is a, a vetting process that happens, but we are happy to uh, happy to hear anyone's ideas about if they'd like to host. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any coming up? Uh, personally, personally, but I'm leaving. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I don't right now. Um, I <laughs> I feel like I spend so much time on video conference calls during the day that sort of want to unplug in the afternoon, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Thank you so much for, <laughs> for taking the time to chat with us. <laughs> so I have one more question for you. And I think someone in the chat is also wondering, um, where's the Hydra? Is it going to make a cameo in any of your videos? <laughs> is it going to make a cameo? Um, well, you're going to have to tune in to find out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So thank you again so much. Um, so if people want to check out your programs, uh, what's your website and where can they find you? Yep, just rowcityrollers.com. Um, and we have a contact form there as well. Uh, you can always email me, Meg, at rowcityrollers.com if you have any questions about what we're doing there. Happy to chat with you about it. Great. Yeah. Thanks, Meg. So we'll thank be back you. after a short break with more. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, I'm Taco Cat and you're watching the Women's Flat Track Derby Association's Twitch channel and this is getting off track. Our next guest is Jackie Bauer, who is the host and also a professional Twitch person. Oh man. Um, so she's the host of Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby podcast and a skater for Traverse City Roller Derby in Northern Michigan. Hi Taco Cat. It's Hi. nice to finally meet you. <laughs> it's nice to meet you. I love your your setup. I can tell that you know what you're doing. <laughs> it's really sweet that you call me a professional Twitch streamer because it's really my husband that's the professional. Um, yeah, there's a whole lot going on here. Uh, I actually had to wait until his stream was over to come here today. 
Oh, wow. Well, thanks again for, for joining us. And um, yeah, so let's just jump right into it. So I know that you're all about being your authentic self as a Derby content creator. So what does that look like for you? Well, um, when I decided I wanted to start producing some Derby content, it was really important to me that I not be a character or just trying to put something out into the world that I couldn't maintain. And so that meant deciding what was really important to me about roller derby and what I was seeing in the sport and what I wanted the sport to be. And I hoped that I could be a positive force in the sport. I've always been like a really driven person. And so I thought there has to be a lot of other people like me too. And I bet they wish they had a podcast to listen to because I sure do. So uh, first I just kind of worked on building a community though. I had to find out where those other people were because sometimes you end up in these random groups like the roller derby memes group and there can be there can be some complaining and Twitter can be a place of complaining and I don't think roller derby has to be that necessarily I think it can be a place where we we boost each other up and not bring each other down so I just kind of tried to figure out okay if I'll just start with a Facebook page and post really positive memes and positive articles and videos that I think will help people. And then when I got confident enough, I decided, okay, maybe I can start making my own content. And it was my husband that actually pushed me to start doing the podcast too. He thought that I had a point of view that people would enjoy and um, it's working. <laughs> so that's kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. So is there one medium that you, would say that you prefer over the others? Um, as far as um, podcasting versus making videos, or what do you mean? Well, yeah, and I mean, to, to call out Derby Twitter, hey, what's up, guys? Um, I see a lot of people talking about TikTok <laughs> right now. Um, and, you know, there's all these things going on that we know about, like Facebook's, we've been doing it for years now, but then there's also these new ones coming up. Okay, well, I'll admit, I'm not good at TikTok. I maybe I'm old and I don't get it. <laughs> I think it's cool when people are doing something creative with it, but it doesn't speak to me as as much, even though I think it's like a really creative platform. I really love podcasts and podcasting. That's my first love because actually, it's kind of funny. Um, several years ago, I developed tinnitus in my ears. And so there's this like, ringing all the time. And as a consequence, I kind of learned that keeping something on while I was working was a really good way to distract from that. Cause if you focus on it, it'll really drive you crazy. And so I just developed this podcast habit where I listen to them all day long. And I love listening to other podcasts. I love making a podcast, but I'm kind of loving diving into this new Twitch experience because it's a really fun way to interact with everybody live, especially if you don't mind just kind of improving and making stuff up as you go. It can be so much fun. And I love it because I've gotten to like meet some of the people who have written me over the years in the chat and we can talk like immediately. And <laughs> it just feels like you've got like this, this live audience and it's fun when you make somebody laugh and it's just such a good time. I, I really love it. Um, it's, it's been really fun. And this has also made me kind of give my YouTube channel some love too. It's really funny, a long time ago, I actually took a course on Facebook marketing for my other business. And 
I learned that Facebook kind of penalizes you if you share links to things because they want people to stay on Facebook all the time. And so I didn't share as many links. I really stuck to Facebook videos and I would upload things to YouTube, but I really didn't care what happened over there. Well, now um, I'm really enjoying watching games with everybody and telling stories. And that long format video doesn't work on Facebook because people don't want to sit on Facebook and watch a really long video. You're going to click away as soon as you see a notification. You're going to get bored. So now I, I'm putting the longer format videos on YouTube and people are really enjoying them. And, and that, that feels good. I, I really I like getting to share that because anything that can bring people up right now is a good thing. So you mentioned stories, and I know that's something um, really big with your podcast. Could you tell us about, I think you call it Jackie's Storytime? Storytime with Jackie? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry, but can you tell us more about that? Yeah, um, this was an idea I had for the podcast a long time ago. And the idea was there are all these really cool moments from roller derby history. And we get these rookies that come in every year and they don't know about these stories. The veterans that have been around a long time might remember, but it, it's kind of this amazing thing to look back on and see these, these really obscure jams or these really close games. And it kind of makes you remember why you love the sport. And our sport doesn't get as much public attention as other sports, and I think it should. Other sports are really good at telling stories. I didn't watch football until people started telling me stories about these games and these matchups and the history of certain teams. I didn't watch basketball until you tell me a story about LeBron James, like jumping from team to team and still like searching for that championship during all those years. It made me wanna watch, it made me get personally invested. If you tell me a story about somebody, then I wanna watch them, I wanna root for them, I wanna cheer for them and see them like, achieve the goal that they've been searching for for so long. So we have all these stories already in roller derby. They're there just waiting for someone to pick them up and talk about them. And so it's been really fun to just look back and find those moments, those things that were particularly memorable to me or to other people and present them in a story format, just kind of pointing out like where you were when you were watching the game and the context of the entire season that led up to this game or the fact that nobody had done this thing before and then it happened here. Uh, just last week, we watched um, the 2014 championship game and we all remember, who were around anyway, we all remember that game had a very memorable ending. And there was a moment where a skater got a penalty towards the end of that game that had a big impact on it. And I truly believe that that moment was the reason why a rule changed about track cuts not that long after the following year. And so you can kind of see how this had an impact on our roller derby history and how the game has changed. I really like looking back and just seeing how that happened. Once you look back, the pattern emerges. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'm a big history nerd in, in real life outside of roller derby. So I want to know what is your favorite and most memorable moment in roller derby? Oh, that's not fair. There's too many to choose from. <laughs> um, I think one of the most memorable was the ending of the 2015 championship game, because uh, it seems like on odd years I get to go to champs. That's just how it's worked out financially for me. 
And I was there in the building. The music came up. The DJ was playing that song. Everyone was so keyed up going into the last jam. And then Rose City did it. I'm a fan of both teams. I love Gotham and Rose City, but it felt so emotional to be there. I'm not on either team and I literally cried watching it because it felt really special. It felt like you were part of something special just by being there. So when I do cover that game, probably in the next few weeks or so, I'm hoping to instill some of that uh, for the viewers. <laughs> oh man, I still get chills thinking about that game. I, I wasn't there, but watching it online, it was enough. <laughs> and I, I people so that don't know roller loud. derby. <laughs> <laughs> Like I couldn't it's just one of the first days, things. Like... <laughs> oh man. Oh, do you have any um like fun souvenirs from that tournament? Oh God. every time I go, I buy a whole bunch of league merch. I just like go to every team I don't have merch for and I try to find something I really like. <laughs> um yeah. yeah, I I don't know if I had anything particularly special from that one. I think I remember more the different people I got to meet after that champs. I got to bump into Saracen and Rebus and ask them, "Do you? how do you guys do what you do? And the answer was mind reading. We read each other's minds. And I said, that's really fantastic. That sounds like a good skill. <laughs> uh, just yeah. little moments like that. It's really cool when you get to meet people. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think for me, I think Malmo, just that entire tournament is one of my top derby history moments. It was the first Euro tournament. The energy in the room when Malmo was skating and all the fan songs and the signs and the, I was just like something I've never seen in American Derby. So that's my moment. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love it when all like the Europeans start singing together. I don't know what you're saying, but I want to sing with you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's the one, um, Crime City Rollers. That's an earworm. Oh, yes. <laughs> and it has like different levels, right? It gets more heightened each time. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of hype. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, now I'm gonna be singing it for the rest of the night. <laughs> I don't see that as a problem. You have, oh, good, I'm glad. <laughs> so. Have you ever had any ideas that probably didn't work out like you planned them to with your content creation? Oh, sure. Sure. All the time. Um, I also make videos of like on and off skates, like drills and workouts and different things. I like to kind of pair them together because sometimes you can't always go on skates and work on the drill. Like something happens with your practice space. And this was before everything that's been going on now. So I tried to show, okay, here are some off skates things you can do to get ready for it and then do it on skates. And there's been plenty of times where I had an idea in my head of how it was gonna work out. And then I get home and start editing it together. And I'm like, oh no, I'm missing a crucial piece here of something I didn't film. And it's like, oh gosh. Or the first time I went on Twitch was hilarious because a whole bunch of people showed up. They wanted to see what I was doing. And I was just trying to be supportive. I was just gonna show up and be like, anyone who wants to talk, I'm here to talk to you. I'm not a therapist, but I'm a good listener and we can talk, but we had problems with the audio. So I don't think much happened for the first 45 minutes, but I stayed on for another 45 minutes and we recovered and we ended up having a good time and we haven't had any problems like that since. But that was a big moment of, oh boy, huh? Things don't always work out. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, I, I try different ideas sometimes, different concepts, and sometimes they go well and sometimes they don't. I'm kind of excited because right now I'm being forced to be extra creative, which is an exciting challenge. I don't have real life derby to talk about. I can't give people advice on something they can specifically go and do at practice right now. So I'm focusing so much on things that are about mindset and mental game and looking at footage. And I even started going through books that I read in the past. I went through this big chunk of time where I read all these books on mental game because my mental game was not strong at all. I, I could work out as much as I wanted to, but it was up here that wasn't quite ready for some of the tasks that I was taking on. I read all these books. I took all these notes down in a notebook. I pulled that notebook out. And uh, just recently I did my first episode that was based on notes I took from one of the books I read. And I was really surprised people liked it. I'm like, you guys sure? It's, it's kind of like a book report and people were digging it and i hadn't heard from the derby community feedback on episodes in a while so that was incredibly encouraging so you just have to take risks and understand some things are going to work and some things aren't you have to go in without any expectations otherwise you're going to get really discouraged if you spend a whole lot of time on something and it feels like nothing happens but that's how you learn that's how you learn what people are going to be really receptive to and respond to and <laughs> You're definitely a champion of positivity. <laughs> My face is kind of which, like this. <laughs> <laughs> which brings me to to my next question um, about staying positive and how can we be good teammates to each other when we don't even get to see each other right now? It's really tough because I remember I relied a lot on those warm up laps to connect with people, those moments where you're standing in line during a drill to connect, the moments where a song comes on at practice and you randomly dance in the pace line. Those were the moments that made me feel close to my teammates. Those are the moments where we we bonded, you know, those those little things that you don't really think about. And I, I'm someone who works from home. The only time I saw people was going to derby practice on a regular basis. So now I'm kind of like, whoo, and it's been an adjustment. And for my team in particular, I'm just trying to be extra sensitive to what people might be going through. We've been having weekly Zoom chats where we kind of just check in with each other. And sometimes they were really up and we're laughing and having a good time. And sometimes they're a lot more serious. And I got off one of them and straight up cried. It It's hard right now. So the best way to be a good teammate is to be a good listener and check in with each other, especially if it's someone you haven't heard from in a while. Sending just a quick message can make a huge difference. It makes them feel like somebody cares, like somebody is just, all you have to do is check, just check. That's all you got to do. And it makes them remember that they're a special person to you. It's hard for other people to reach out sometimes, especially if they're just in their own heads. Maybe they're working one of those really tough jobs right now. Maybe their whole family is home and they can't even think about anything. So there's plenty of people who aren't coming to these Zoom meetings because they've got so much on their plates. And the best thing is just to be a light, be available and just kind of keep poking each other every once in a while and in the kindest way possible to 
foster those connections. Connections are so important. People are lonely right now and we need to, we just gotta keep reaching out and connecting with each other. Definitely, and I think it's been a really good time to also connect with past teammates, people that have retired, people that you haven't, maybe you transferred leagues. Um, it's really put things in perspective about these people that you've spent so much time with, uh, and maybe you're not in the same league as them anymore, but they still meant something to you at some point. So it's definitely a time of reflection, I'd say. <laughs> Yeah, and it's a good time to remember gratitude too, because it's very easy to complain. That's that's the easy thing. That's the thing you do on Twitter. You go and complain, and it might make you feel good for a second, but it doesn't make you feel good overall. It isn't lasting. But when you're expressing gratitude in some way, something that you're really happy about in your life, then that actually is lasting. I was listening to another podcast the other day and they were talking about the little book of gratitude, which is now uh, my next to read book. But I learned that if you send somebody a letter of gratitude, just out of the blue, and you give this thing to them, and it, it makes you feel really, really awkward because you write this letter and you're like, oh no, what are people, what are they gonna think of this? Like You start thinking about your word choices and if it's gonna sound dumb or cheesy, but the person you give it to is only going to remember the meaning behind it. They're not going to remember the specific words. They're going to remember how they felt reading it. If someone receives a message like that, where you told somebody how important they are in your life and what they meant to you, and maybe what it was like being together in Derby during that portion of your lives that you were together, that is so lasting. And that effect can actually make you happier for a month afterward. I couldn't believe that. That was that was so amazing to hear. And it makes me think, why aren't we doing this more? We should be doing this more. This is the perfect time to start doing things like that for each other because those are those little things that you can hang on to and it'll make you more hopeful and more positive and happy. And then maybe the person who receives the letter does it for somebody else too, or sends it back to you so that you can have a more positive month. It's just, a little thing and it doesn't cost anything, but it could really, really help make a difference in somebody else's life. So is this where your main mindset challenge could be helpful? Yeah, uh, we have this cute little workout group on, on Facebook. It's just been a workout group forever. We've always done some challenge or other, whether it's push-ups, squats, or core, or whatever. It could be anything. In November, we always do Planksgiving. That's our thing. And it's fun because it's a way of motivating people who have trouble self-motivating. And that's great. Oddly enough, I'm one of those people who's so driven. I don't usually need the push, but if other people are like keeping an eye on me and notice if I'm not posting, oh, it'll help. Uh, so it seemed like a really great time to try a mental challenge for the first time, a mindset challenge. It was really important to me that I pick something that could work for everybody where we're at at this stage in our lives and what would make sense for the roller derby community. And I, I like what we're, what we're doing so far. Uh, we've had a no social media day. That was yesterday. Since I do have to run a lot of social media for Power Through the Fourth Whistle, that was actually a little bit challenging. A lot of stuff gets posted on Mondays. So I tried to schedule in advance, but I did no news feed. I didn't 
like go check notifications or anything. And it's actually really freeing to do that. It feels good not to have to be affected by something in the newsfeed that you weren't prepared for. So that's a great way to work on your mindset is just to kind of clear it of the junk once in a while. Um, we had a, a day where we had to get up 30 minutes earlier and see what impact that has on your day. I think we do have a day where we write a letter to somebody coming up. So I'm really looking forward to that day. Every day is going to just be a little thing and see how it affects your day. And you might see if you kind of want to keep doing it going forward or if it more importantly, what you learned from that day about your habits and about how it affects your mindset during the day. I, I'm definitely someone who's very empathetic. So if I see something in the newsfeed that upsets me, it kind of messes with my day. So I've learned to really limit that anyway, because <laughs> you just don't know what's going to be there and you don't want to get bummed out unnecessarily. I just try to stay focused on what I want in this day and which turns into in this life. <laughs> So with all things that we're going through right now, um, what advice do you have for a league or a skater, or anyone really, who wants to create their own derby content, they want to find their own community? What advice do you have for them? Well, building a community is really hard and it really does start with the community. I can't just make a podcast and hope it's going to work. That's one of the things I learned, actually. Uh, I started a second podcast only um, six months ago, thinking, oh, I already built this derby community. Maybe some people will come over and listen to this completely unrelated podcast where I tell stories that are like fairy tales and folklore and weird stuff from history. Maybe people will be so totally into that. Guess what? Roller derby people are into, ro like they're into roller derby. That's what they're into. That's the thing we all have in common because otherwise we're all so different and from so many walks of life, it almost doesn't make sense that we hang out. <laughs> so you can't just start without a base. And that's why I started a Facebook page first was I kind of gradually built up a base of people. And I had to do that really small at first. If you're a well-known skater from a top 10 league, you've already kind of got a community if you're active on social media. People saw you do something cool on the TV and they think you're awesome. They, they might want to hear more from you. So that's easy. Your recognizable name. I was not a recognizable name. I don't know if I'm that recognizable now, but I have a point of view that I think a lot of people really relate to and empathize with. And I had to build it slowly over time through inspirational memes, articles, videos, just little things bit by bit. And then after a year, I launched the podcast. I waited a really long time before I started actually making content. And then people were ready for it. And it just kind of grew from there. And it was just going off like, like crazy um, until right before this happened. And Things have changed now. This is a really hard time to actually launch something new because the derby community is a little bit more despondent because they can't play the sport. And so I've noticed across the board, not just for my stuff, but for everybody's stuff, social engagement has gone down. It's gone down on the WFTDA page. It's gone down um, everywhere. People aren't sure what to do when they can't do derby right now. So you have to find something that can light up the community that doesn't involve 
physically playing the sport right now with other people. And if that's fun ways that you can do something on your own in a parking lot or maybe uh, just some other activity, I'm going to do I'm going to try to do video games this week on my Twitch channel, Jackie Bauer TV. Uh, I found a really old roller derby game on the Wii, and I'm going to hope that that works out. It could be really fun. Um, but if you're going to make any kind of content at any point in history, not just with what's going on right now, you have to have a unique perspective. You can't just go out there and copy Miracle Whips. You can't uh, copy Lacey Knight. You have to do something that's just you and unique to you. And that means like a really good understanding of who you are, what your values are, and what you have that's different from other people. Because if I was exactly like Miracle Whips, what's the point? You just go watch Miracle Whips. <laughs> I have to be something that's a little bit different. And I try to do that whenever I make a video and and with my podcast, because nobody else is making a podcast like mine. Um, just making sure you have a really unique perspective and you do something special that only you can do. And uh, over time, people will find that. it Growth organically is the best way to go. Asking other people to promote you, it doesn't really do anything the way you think it will. It's more about if you make something really, really good, they will share it with their friends, with their teammates, without you even having to ask sometimes. That's great. And I want to read you some of the uh, chat comments. So slash Anista24, Jackie is so wonderful to listen to, such a positive person. <laughs> Oh, and then we've got another one. PDX speed bump. Really old and we is unfair to those of us who were around when Jam City was released. I spoke incorrectly. Um, my Wii had dust on it. Uh, so it felt older than it is. <laughs> it's been nice resurrecting it though. I've been uh, trying to get back into it and I was really proud of myself because the first time I played Mario Kart for the 64 on the Wii, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't stay on the road. What is happening? I used to be good at this game. And then last night I was really proud because I like won the gold cup on the easiest level of the easiest course, but uh, I finally figured out how to stay on the road again. So we're going to get somewhere <laughs> and my gaming career is going to be amazing. <laughs> I mean, why not? <laughs> so um, who are some people that you like to follow? I, people listening to your podcast, but who do you listen to and who do you look for? You know, uh, before I started my own podcast and sometimes when I need inspiration with mine, I really like listening to the sports motivation podcast with me Shobo and he's, he inspires athletes and entrepreneurs and anyone who's just trying to go out there and do something really, really hard. You learn a lot about failure. You learn a lot about communication. You learn a lot about coming back from a loss. He has a bit of a tougher tone than I take. I think he's more bad cop and I think I'm more good cop, but that's why it's good to have us both there because sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need somebody to be really straight with you and tell you where, hey, you're kind of screwing up right now. Uh, <laughs> so I enjoy that because sometimes you need a little, a little firmer hand. Um, I like the Happiness Lab. That's a podcast that I recently started listening to. Uh, this professor studied happiness and has been sharing lessons over time. And I'm, I've been able to implement a lot of those in my life. And I've also taken some of them to my podcast because 
right now, when it's hard for us to work on being better athletes, I work on all those other things, teammates, leaders, human beings. Happiness can go with all of those, figuring out how to make other people happy and how to communicate with each other so you can be more effective, how to become more closely bonded when you get back together. There are so many things we could still be working on. And so that's why it's really fun to look at these other things. Um, I do like Lacey Knight's workouts on Instagram. I cannot do those yet. Uh, a lot of those things that she does so well, uh, but I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep working on it. Um, and I, I already mentioned Miracle Whips. I, I enjoyed her videos for so long. There's a lot of people who out there who make really good content. And Kyle Kenzie made me laugh a lot on Instagram recently with the Full House video. Um, yeah, and Mr. Testosterone's videos always warm my heart. I love spins and twirls and jumps on skates. I love doing them. I love learning how to do them better. And his skating really inspires me. We were going to meet at the beginning of April at a clinic. We were gonna do our episode face to face. And I think we were gonna have some fun on skates together, but we'll just have to do it later. <laughs> All these things to look forward to. <laughs> there is so much. <laughs> Oh, Jackie, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, where can people find you? So many places. Um, of course, you can find my podcast on any podcast app if you search Power Through the Fourth Whistle. Maybe even if you just type in Roller Derby Podcast, it might be like right there. Uh, I'm on Facebook primarily for social media because that's the one I'm good at. <laughs> I am not good at Twitter. Probably don't bother following me there. I like Instagram. You can find me on Instagram at Power Fourth Whistle. And of course, uh, YouTube. I've got all my stuff going on to YouTube now after Twitch nights. And follow me. Uh, come watch Friday nights on Twitch at Jackie Bauer TV. And we're going to have some fun, whether it be watching a game or maybe this week watching me play video games potentially badly. Uh, maybe I'll practice before then and get better. <laughs> I'll see if I can keep my little roller derby <laughs> skater on the track. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds really good. <laughs> it's going to oh, be. Thanks it's going to be humiliating and wonderful. Great. <laughs> 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 thanks, Jackie. Thank you, Taco Cat. <laughs> All right, so I have one quick WFTDA update. And, you know, we're continuously posting updates and recommendations about keeping our community safe and what's happening after all of this settles down. Uh, we will be having uh, for WFTDA member leagues at our annual meeting on May 15th and 16th. We will have a report from games regarding competitive play, officiating, and the impact of COVID-19 and what a return to play might look like. So make sure that your rep is on the forum and that they sign up for our annual meeting. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining us. If you think there's someone that you'd like to see on the show, uh, or maybe you want to be interviewed, hit us up at broadcast at quadmedia.tv. Uh, click the heart to follow us on Twitch, subscribe to our YouTube, and really you can find us as WFTDA across most social media channels. Um, thanks for joining us.